Well, there is some good news in the news. After 60 years, street hockey once again being uh, deemed legal. The play it again in Hamilton, Ontario. It's been illegal since the 1950s. How do you make something like that illegal? The chance for a kid to play in their own neighborhood. It seems criminal. But uh, the City Council's General Issues Committee voted 11 to 3 Wednesday. And the practice will start again. March the 9th goes into uh, full approval mode, I think. Car. That's one of the rules, by the way. There are rules. Okay. You can play under the following conditions. That you yell, car, and stop gameplay for vehicles. And when the uh, car drives by, you say, game on. Yeah, it doesn't say that in here, but you're right. Uh, The roadway has a speed limit of 40 kilometers or less and is a local road. Okay, so that's Aren't they normally 50? Uh, It depends. It depends. It's a little limiting. I think that my street growing up was 40 for half and 50 for the other half, and I think I was on the half that was 40. Oh, you're on the good half. Mm-hmm. Uh, play happens in a place that is safe and suitable. Play can no uh, can can start no earlier than 9 a.m. Kids don't start playing road hockey at 9 a.m. and no later than 8 p.m. That's too early, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's bright out. Yeah, no, no. I at I, night. I can remember a, a lot of playing road hockey out uh, well after the lights were the the street lights were on. And get this: no one plays during periods of limited visibility from fog, snow, or rain. Not allowed to play in the rain. There's Who's a lot, gonna a lot be of ticketing kids playing in kids? the rain. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyhow, so that's that. So that's good news. Uh, our transportation minister, Mark Garneau, he is calling for uh, creation of tougher standards. He wants them nationally across the board to penalize distracted drivers using their cell phones on the road. I say go, Mark, go. I would like to see this happen. And what's, what's wrong here is that different provinces have set, you know, different penalties for distracted driving. So in Quebec... I think you face a maximum fine of 100 bucks and three demerit points. And in PEI, $1,200 and five demerit points. So there's nothing across the board that is a standard here. And Mark, he's a former astronaut. He said, I consider driving requires 100% of your attention. I'll believe that. The guy's an astronaut. I agree. Although he didn't have to deal with a lot of traffic or a lot of distractions up in space. That is true, Chris. That is true. But still, you have to concentrate when you're that driving any motorized vehicle. Um, the uh, minister declined Wednesday to say if he'd like to see cars taken away from drivers found guilty of distracted driving. But he does say that stricter penalties are required. Do you think that would stop it, Chris? If we said, you know what, uh, three strikes and we take your car. Is it three strikes? That would be that would be tough. But, you know, it demerit points are going to do that to you anyway if they they end up making your insurance just so high that you're not going to be able to afford to drive. But then I think those people would still drive. drive. True. Is, you know, my thought on on people that text and drive. I I understand that there is the um, urge to communicate on a, you know, Mm -hmm. minute to minute, but you just have to have to put the phone down because um, clearly the fact that people will lose their lives isn't enough for people to get the message across. I see it every day. It drives me crazy. Uh, Jeff Probst is revealing new twists for the game of Survivor. Do you watch Survivor, Chris? I haven't watched Survivor since I believe it was Survivor Australia. Was that season two? Oh, yeah, that's the one where the kid won the uh, the car with a, a tent in the back and slept with his mother in the back. Not slept, slept, but what? slept beside his mother in the back. It was really creepy. The the, the old Pontiac Aztec. Yes. That was the big launch yeah. of the Aztec. They gave it away on Survivor. And, and no one drove it again that, no. until Breaking Bad. Bing ding. I like how you brought that in. Uh, this is the 34th season of Survivor. It's going to be set in Fiji. 
the game. It's called Game Changers, and it brings back a whole whack of characters we've seen before. I have to say, I'm still addicted to it. Uh, Jeff Probst said they're going to have uh, a few changes. Here's one of them. We are doing one big change, and that is, in the case of a tie vote at Tribal Council, there will not be a revote. Okay. And so that means we would go directly to the tiebreaker, which is you can all talk, but you have to now make a unanimous decision. And if not, those people that were in trouble are safe and you're drawing rocks. And the reason this came up is that it started occurring to me that the way our game is structured, you can actually get a free peek into the future and see if somebody has an idol. If you have enough players, it doesn't cost you anything. It should cost you something. Yeah. So now it will cost you something. I have to say I'm excited. It airs next Wednesday on Global. It's ridiculous. I, I get right into that show. have no, no idea <laughs> what he just said. The game is, must have changed a lot. Oh, yeah. Since I, you're drawing rocks, so you've got to, like, what, draw pictures of rocks? Or you're drawing... No, you, you draw rocks. But before it was starting fire, which I still think was good. Remember you had to start a fire? Yeah, that a tie? familiar. And you'd have to... With a flint. All right. Um, this is interesting. Disney is uh, becoming more progressive. They will, they've announced that the Beauty and the Beast, the live action version of Beauty and the Beast, uh, which stars Emma Watson, it's a very, very big deal, will be released soon. And it will include Disney's first exclusively gay moment. It's a true story. This is a kid's show. The character that will be, um, you know, dealing with conflicted. Uh, feelings. He's, his name is LeFou. He's, they say he's someone who on one day wants to be Gaston. He's like Gaston's sidekick. Mm-hmm. And on the another day he wants to kiss Gaston. Here is the character from the animated show. Wow, you didn't miss a shot, Gaston. <laughs> You're the greatest hunter in the whole world. I know. <laughs> no beast alive stands a chance against you. <laughs> and no girl for that matter. Yeah, LeFou is going to experience Disney's first ever gay moment on screen. I, it's Disney. I... Haven't they had tons of gay moments? <laughs> I always assumed LeFou was gay in the original 90s uh, cartoon. Sure, but kids don't question it. He was so obsessed with Gaston. Right. I thought, like, I think we're all in on this, that this guy is completely in love with him. You know, it's funny to me because the Ernie and Bert thing, people are convinced that, you know, they're a gay couple, you know, in Sesame Street. I I didn't care as a kid. It was like, yeah, whatever. Two guys that live together. I mean, it didn't matter. And the same thing with Disney. I don't, you know, I think kids are beyond that. They're not trying to figure out what's going on beyond the storyline. You know, I, they're just very literal. It's like, well, okay, this guy loves this guy. Who it cares? Really, Moving yeah, on. It, it really doesn't matter to them. But, you know, I guess Disney's trying to make a social statement. Well, they had a lot of people um, that were uh, saying from the uh, LB, LGBT community, uh, you know, it's about time. That we're represented. See, would it be so? If, then they represent them with like a with, bumbling like, yeah. idiot sidekick. <laughs> some some guy how, who's how sucking up. How offensive is that? Who's sucking up and crushing on a straight man? 